Hi, I'm Dahlia Rose, and this is Kinky Facts You May Not Have Known. This podcast does contain adult content, and it is not suitable for minors, and it's definitely not safe for work. Listener discretion is advised. For as long as people have been doing the horizontal mambo, there has been a need for contraceptions. In this episode, we'll be discussing ancient forms of birth control up to modern day. Please note that these are forms that have been used throughout centuries and have not been proven to be effective. This is for entertainment purposes only, and I cannot stress this enough, none of these forms of birth control should be used, in some cases at all, but most definitely not without consulting a doctor first. If you have any questions about birth control and what method might be best for you, please consult your doctor. Looking across the internet, there is no shortage of suggestions on how to keep out of the family way. Today, modern forms of birth control take the shape of pills, shots, rings, inner uterine devices, or IUDs, patches, male condoms, female condoms, spermicides, morning after pills, and so, so much more. Personally, I'm partial to my IUD. It's safe, effective, long-lasting, and I don't have to worry about taking a pill every day. It's good for five years, And on the plus side, it has stopped my monthly visitor, so I save money on women's products. I know, probably more than you wanted to know. (laughs) While that form works for me, every woman has her preference, and it's up to them to choose which one is best for them. I have tried many different methods, but again, the IUD works for me. Why do women need birth control? First and foremost, to prevent pregnancy. However, most forms of birth control are between 96 and 99% effective. Nice odds, if you ask me, but there's still a slight chance it will fail. That's why it can be a good thing to double up on contraception when it comes to having a jolly good roll in the hay. For example, a woman being on a pill and a man wearing a condom, or being on the pill and using spermicide. But, as always, the surefire way not to get pregnant is to abstain from sexual activities altogether. I know, no fun. This is not the only purpose of birth control. Many women use birth control to help their periods. Because of the hormones in birth control, it can regulate a woman's period. It can also lessen the pain that comes with the awful cramping, and it can decrease the amount of blood flow during the period. I found pills particularly helpful during my teen years for this reason alone. This means that not every teenager who wants to get birth control is planning on being sexually active. In fact, I wasn't sexually active until I was in my late 20s, but I digress. 
With all the modern forms of birth control, it's hard to believe there were any other options at different points in history. But it does beg the question, before fancy pills and IUDs, what contraceptives were used? Let's start with the ancient Egyptians. The ancient Egyptians are known for being very, very open about sex. It was even said that pharaohs would jerk off into the Nile as a way to honor a tomb, the creator of life. Anyone on my Instagram got that little fact last week. In order to keep themselves from getting pregnant, Egyptians had some unusual and disgusting remedies. The first method was honey and acacia. Honey, acacia fruit, and acacia leaves acted as a natural spermicide. The honey and acacia fruit would be mixed, then lint or cotton would be soaked in the mixture. Once it was nice and soaked, the lint or cotton would be inserted into the vagina before sex. Another Egyptian birth control method included mixing together ingredients to make a pisare, basically a block that was inserted into the vagina. What was the main ingredient? Crocodile dung. Not at all hygienic, and honestly, the honey and acacia sounds a little more pleasant. This method was also used by the Mesopotamians. Other block methods included sea sponges and wood. If either of those methods failed, there was always prolonged breastfeeding. It was thought that if a woman breastfed for up to three years, it would prevent her from getting pregnant within that time frame. Egyptians considered this to be an effective option. However, according to Planned Parenthood, breastfeeding a child will only help to prevent pregnancy for up to six months. The Egyptians, Assyrians, Greeks, and Chinese had another deadly option for preventing pregnancy. These civilizations would use heavy metals like mercury, lead, and arsenic. Often one or a combination of these metals would be drunk, which happened to be an effective birth control. However, consuming these metals would lead to kidney and lung failure as well as brain damage. So, not a very viable option. If you wanted to go a more natural route, but honey and acacia were in short supply, or just not your thing, you could always try solifium. Well, at least you could back in ancient times. Minoan, Egyptian, Roman, and Greek women would drink this heart-shaped plant seed in some form of juice. Or, like honey and acacia, wool soaked with the juice from the plant would be placed into the vagina before sex. We'll never really know how effective this method really was, as the plant was in such demand that it went extinct between the 1st and 2nd centuries CE. Other natural methods from the Greeks and Romans included olive oil, cedar resin, or balsam tree juice that was made into an ointment of sorts that could be applied to the cervix. Or something as simple as sneezing was believed to have worked. An ancient Greek gynecologist, and I use that term loosely, suggested that a woman, quote, 
must hold her breath and draw herself away a little so the seed may not be hurled too deep into the cavity of the uterus. And getting up immediately and squatting down, she should induce sneezing and carefully wipe the vagina all round. <laughs> it's like the most ridiculous advice I've ever heard. <laughs> oh, my Lord. If you're a woman living in India during the first century CE, you could do an Egyptian-style cloth soak using ghee, honey, and or tree seeds. It was also said that they used rock salt as a spermicide. Fucking ouch. Lemons could also be used in the ancient world. The lemon juice, which could be, as you guessed it, used to soak wool, lint, or cotton, then shoved up the vagina. In more modern times, Middle Ages up until the turn of the 20th century, women would actually shove half a lemon up inside them to act as a cervical cap. This method was supposedly highly favored by the famous Casanova. Douches, the feminine product, not your ex, were another method that was used from ancient times up to now. Although I don't recommend them for use as birth control or use at all unless it's absolutely necessary. In the ancient world, douches could contain seawater, lemon juice, and vinegar. As I discussed in the Victorian episode, women would use Lysol for a brief period of time until it caused a bunch of deaths. Today's douches contain water, vinegar, or antiseptics, usually mixed with fragrances because women's vaginas need to smell like a field of wildflowers 24-7 for some unknown reason. Condoms of sorts have always been an option. Up until the invention of the first rubber condom by Goodyear in 1855, bladders or animal intestines were used by many different cultures throughout history. By the 1920s, condoms were more commonplace. However, most people still opted for the more traditional ways of preventing a bun in the oven. During World War II, the military made it a point to promote the use of condoms to military personnel, encouraging them to practice safe sex, more in an effort to prevent them from catching STDs or STIs, which might cause them to be discharged, as it did in World War I before penicillin was discovered. Today, condoms can be found at pretty much any corner store, as we know, they are a great way to protect ourselves not only from pregnancy, but from any sexually transmitted diseases. If condoms aren't in your budget, usually, here in the United States, a person can stop by any Planned Parenthood and grab some for free. So, there's really no excuse not to wear one. In the 1950s, researchers developed the first birth control pill, which was approved by the FDA in 1960. However, this early version of the pill was full of hormones and had several side effects, including dizziness, nausea, headaches, and vomiting, up to more severe side effects, including heart attacks and stroke. 
While this pill was initially created to prevent pregnancy, over the years it has been found helpful for women who suffer from the absence of periods, anemia, certain kinds of recurring ovarian cysts, emotional challenges that come with periods, family histories of ovarian cancer, irregular periods, and premenstrual dysphoric disorder. The pill also has great benefits, including reduced symptoms of endometriosis, decreased chances of ecotopic pregnancy, less menstrual flow and cramping, reduced acne, reduced bone thinning, shorter and more regular periods or stopping periods altogether, and reduced premenstrual symptoms. There are also other modern-day methods that I previously mentioned rings, sponges, diaphragms, IUDs, patches, shots, and so much more. Of course, as I mentioned at the top of the episode, if you have questions about the different types of birth control or what may be the best option for you, please consult your doctor. Another option is to see a professional at Planned Parenthood, which I've used in the past to get my birth control pills. They're very helpful and well-educated. Whatever you choose, please stay safe and stay educated. This has been Kinky Facts You May Not Have Known with Dahlia Rose. If you'd like more kinky facts, please feel free to follow me on Instagram or TikTok at Kinky Facts Podcast. That's all one word. To contact me with kinky facts suggestions, please email me at kinkyfactspodcast at gmail.com. If you liked my podcast, please subscribe to be informed of new weekly episodes and reviews are also helpful. Thank you for joining me and I hope you'll come back soon.